Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. No idea it was gonna to come to me that quickly. I thought it was gonna be an update, some sound. It's okay. It's all good, but you caught me with um a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in my mouth. I literally just took a bite of peanut butter and jelly. Uh these pre-wrapped, pre-made peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Now, Jeremy White's gonna join me here on the Western Hotline. Jeremy, I do not have hard boiled eggs in here. Uh, today, I knew you'd be joining me. I didn't want, want to um, gross you out when you came on the radio. I could feel them through the line for sure. There's no doubt about that. If, if they were there, I'd be able to feel them. But if you had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich like I did, you would know that it's tough to talk when you have peanut butter in your mouth. Yes. I'll fill for uh, 30 seconds so I, you can you know clear it yeah, out. Go ahead. How about the – just came down, I saw a half hour ago, that the Browns' new uniforms come out on Wednesday at noon. We got Colts changes today. We had Bucks and Falcons last week. And I think that's it. I didn't know we were going to get Indianapolis Colts tweaks, but they're very either. minor, very minor, but still kind of cool. So good for the Colts who are not exactly, you know, the most uh, flashy uniforms, but they made some minor changes, and I think they did an all right job. Yeah, and didn't the Browns just change their uniforms like two years ago? And what, what they is, did. They're like changing every other year, it seems like. They, yeah, they did. But apparently at noon on Wednesday – uh, Browns are up again, which means by 12.01, set your alarm for everyone to make fun of the Browns because whatever they do, you know, that's pretty much how it goes. So Jeremy's joining me here on the Western Hotline. He's uh, He was on this morning. He's at his house right now. How's everything going out there today? If you guys uh, – I have not been outside the studio. Patrick Hammer said right around now is when the wind might start to pick up. You feeling that over there? A little bit. I mean, I've been watching the rain on and off. It's been drizzling and then not so much. I mean, nothing here in North Buffalo. I don't see too many trees moving yet. So it might be on its way fairly soon, but as of now, uh, kind of calm, overcast, and just rainy. All right. Well, let's uh, let's hope that everybody stays safe out there and stay inside. You should already be doing that, but with the weather today, we don't want to make sure you definitely do that. The reason why Jeremy's joining me here during this noon hour is, well, I basically figured, you know, to help people out and give them some things that they can do during this quarantine period and, you know, they can watch and some content. We're trying to create our own content, but there's so many really good shows. Some of them people have been talking about. They've just become viral and people know about. We might get to them and some maybe not. And when I mentioned it, Jeremy said, I got some shows I've been watching, so let's do it. I figured the more the merrier because I'm going to get some suggestions from you, Jeremy. Yeah. Maybe you'll get some suggestions from me and we can help people out here. 
Sure, yeah. And I've got this setup here where it's hooked up at all times. When they were doing the Easter draft and they were trying to figure out what they were going to do for the afternoon guys for judgment calls, I was I, I just didn't want to, you know, jump in on the Easter draft. <laughs> right. But I was going to offer to be Mike Pereira. Like, you know, <laughs> I'll just sit here. I could be I could be Mike Pereira for the whole station 24 hours a day. And so, like, actually, we're going to need a ruling on this. Uh, uh, Jared, what do you think? And I could have just come in and said, like, actually, chocolate bunnies and chocolate – uh, race cars are different things, guys. So we'll have them drafted separately. So I, I am, uh, I'm, I'm living the Mike Pereira or the Gene Steratore life. I'm just and on call. What I did necessary. here was, what I did here was, I divided up uh, so people know. I have HBO, uh, Netflix. I, I thought I might have Amazon, but I guess HBO and Amazon can be the same. If you have an HBO Go account, you can do that and access it through your Amazon Prime. I believe you don't have to have mm. HBO. So okay. I think that's a way to do that if you want to go and try that out. Some of these people might not have Netflix. They might not have HBO, but you know, maybe they'll go and try these services out. So we're not, we're not promoting any of them but these are the only ways to find some of these things and I, I we have to let people know where they can find them obviously then the other thing is there are some sports related on my list and there are some that are not sports related okay yeah I've got my uh, my my list here I'm just looking through I have eight I each. have eight like solid ones and then one more that's kind of something we're catching up on as a family that I, I I started watching recently and then another one that I watched just before the quarantine period Okay, very good. All right, so I've I don't got know how some, many you got. I've got some on my to-do list okay. that uh, we've had friends and family recommend yes. to us, but uh, I've got a handful, as much as time allows. I can tell you movies and, uh, and yes. shows. Okay. And the thing is, I'll tell you this, though, Sal, the thing I've noticed, I don't know if you're this, this way, but binging, you know, binge-watching became a thing. I've binged less, and it's a little bit more of maybe one or two at a time as opposed to even with mm. all of this time yes. that we have. If you are home and you are stuck inside and can't do anything – I don't find myself sitting down for more than about two episodes of the same thing just because, you know, so much sitting around, you kind of want to break it up any way you can. All right, I'm going to start here with one on HBO that I talked about on the air a few weeks ago. I don't know if you've seen this. Have you watched McMillions? I have watched half of McMillions. All right, so I want to give a review. This is what we need to do. We're going to tell you about the show, and without spoiling the endings or anything, Jeremy and I will give you reviews of some of these shows so people know. So McMillions is pretty much, it's the story of, in case people did not know this, the game at at McDonald's called Monopoly, the Monopoly game at McDonald's, was rigged uh, years ago, and the same people uh, related to or connected to this one guy were winning, and it was all basically him. He found a way to steal the game tickets, basically, and then he distributed them to people he knew, family members and friends. Someone tipped off the FBI... And McMillions is about the entire investigation that went into uncovering this and how they had to let the game continue to go on to allow for the investigation to take place while people were actually being defrauded, but there was nothing they could do because if they said, we're going to stop the game, then they never would have caught the person. And this is about not only the investigation, but a trial and all the people. And if you think some characters are weird in some of the shows you've watched, Watch McMillions, and every character is more and more, oh, my God, are you kidding me? You think these people are fake. They're not. And then maybe the guy that's supposed to be the most like kind of like on the up and up is the most interesting character. His name is Agent Doug Matthews. He's an FBI agent. Yeah. This guy is funny. He's hilarious, but he's also annoying to a lot of people. It was fascinating. And more than anything to me, Jeremy, this show showed the criminal mind and how genius people have to be to commit crimes yeah and how what lengths people will go to yes. to 
I mean, you can't exactly, I don't want to say you can't rob banks anymore, but it's not like it was in the Wild West. You, you know, there are a lot of things they can do to stop that stuff. So now, you know, if you're a criminal looking to steal millions of dollars, you kind of adapt and find your own way. We're about halfway through McMillions. I know Agent Matthews you're talking about. I feel exactly the same way about everything you said about yep. him. He's definitely engaging and interesting. And, yeah, having watched about half of it, I'm excited to get to the second half of it. It is captivating for sure. It's and, on HBO, by the way, so people yes. know. And I remember the the Monopoly McDonald's games as a kid. I remember yep, it was a big deal. It was uh, you got your your Monopoly board, and every time you went through the drive through or whatever, you're peeling them off. So yeah, I absolutely remember that. So it was also you know a bit of a period piece for me, just kind of remembering what it was like to get caught up in when they announced it was coming back again. Like that was their way. Ah, sales are down. What should we do? Oh, let's fire up Monopoly. Again. I know, people, right? People seem to love it. Yeah. All right, and then, by the way, uh, Jilly on Twitter tells me that HBO is offering free streaming right now, so people uh, want to go do that. All right, Jeremy, give me one. All right, so there's a couple that are going to be older because I, when you asked me to come up with a list, I started thinking about the number of people I've heard from and said, hey, by the way, I finally got around to watching you know, show X. I mean, Howard's still thinking about watching The Sopranos one of these days, right? Like, That's how far back he is. Um, the show that I would recommend, we just finished watching season three of Ozark, which is on Netflix. There are three full seasons, Jason Bateman. It is a uh, Laura Linney. It's, it's a very good show. It's been, uh, I think it's captivating pretty much from the start. And as a, it's about money laundering, basically. It's a guy who launders money for a drug cartel. And, you know, it's anytime you get into one of those shows, sell, you get the, how does he keep it from his family? How much is his family involved? How much do people know? And it's about kind of cat and mouse between government tracking this down. How do you stay below the radar and all that and also keep you know the cartels um, invested or whatever. So Ozark, Jason Bateman is great. I think it's a great series. I mean, we just we blasted through season three pretty quickly. Um, and there's going to be a season four, the end of season three. I mentioned this with Howard. It's not even a cliffhanger so much as it's they might as well have had the characters turn around and be like, all right, we'll see you in a couple of months for season four. Like it wasn't – it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here, but I like Ozark a lot. I think it's an easy watch. And anybody that likes that kind of, you know, the criminal underworld, as you're talking about here, Ozark is a very good watch. Yeah, and uh, we also just plowed through season three. Uh, we started watching it when it first came out, and I like the way they release this for Netflix. They give you the whole season at once, right? It's mm-hmm. not like you you can binge it. Some some series you binge because an episode comes out every week. This, the whole season comes out, and you just say, when do we want to sit down and watch it? You know what's amazing to me? I thought about this last night, Jeremy. Jason Bateman. I mean, he has so reinvented his career, right? Do you remember? I don't know if you ever watched the Hogan's show. Hogan's Family. How about Silver Spoons? You know what that was? Yeah. Silver Spoons. He was Derek in Silver Spoons. And remember, his sister was Justine Bateman, who was yeah. in Growing Pains, Fam- and she was the- She was in Family Ties. Family Ties. That's what I meant. Yep. Sorry. Yep. Family Ties. She was the sister uh, and the daughter in Family Ties, Justine Bateman. I can't believe how his career has grown in all of this. He is fabulous, by the way. How old is he? Jason Bateman's in his 50s. He's got to be. By the way, he's also in another show that I did not put on here, and I should. It's on HBO called The Outsider. I don't yes. know if you've seen that one. It's a um, it's a thriller, but it's more of like a scientific science science fiction type of thriller. Uh, yep. He is fifty one years old, Jason Bateman. Fifty one. He looks like he's what twenty eight still. Yes, or what, yes. Thirty thirty five. He's done a good job. So Ozark was my, one of mine as well. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna go to one here. This is a a um a, a football one, a sports one, and that is Belichick and Saban, the art of coaching. Sorry, everybody out there. Yes, it's Bill <laughs> Belichick. My gosh. 
these guys, what they do is every year they get together and they talk football in the offseason. Well, guess what? They got a they got a camera crew to be able to they convince them to let the cameras roll just while they talked about football and what they talked about. And you get really great insight into their philosophies of coaching, building a program. It's pretty amazing. And you know, you know the whole thing about do your job, Jeremy, right? With the mm-hmm. with well, look, it's really when you come away with this, my wife and I were talking about this. She watched it with me. She said, you know, it's not about do your job, it's really know your job and she said and I agree with her the thing that separates both these coaches from so many people in life and leaders people I've worked for people you've worked for people a lot of people out there work for it's not just about telling you to do your job it's giving them ownership to know their job when you come in I'm going to teach you exactly what your job is and then you know and then you can do your job but how can you do it if you don't know it it's fascinating I love it I do wish by the way they would have gotten a little bit more into the criticisms of them, but it wasn't about that. It was more about them kind of talking football because, you know, there are some criticisms of the two, and we don't really see that as much, like the going to the NFL with Saban and how it didn't work out and all that kind of stuff. But I believe it was fascinating. If you like football, if you like the the, the philosophy and the art of coaching in any respect, you got to watch Belichick and Saban no matter if you like the two or not. All right. My sports ones. Um, there's a series of doc. There's a documentary series called Losers. Have you seen any of it? I have not. It is so. Losers is a Netflix again a Netflix documentary. The one that will be the most famous. Uh, they have an episode about Jean Vandeveld. Basically, it's a series of episodes about guys and gals that lost and their side of the story and what it's like to be someone that is on the wrong end of something here. So Jean Vandeveld in one of them reflects on both the heartbreak and positives that came from his epic failure on the last hole of the 1999 Open Championship. If anybody was, you know, I guess how, how old would you have to be? Probably about 40 to remember that. He'd be 20 years old, 15 years old at the time. Mm-hmm. And he hits it into the water when he, he's, what, he's got a huge lead and he hits it into the water and then he starts taking his shoes off and tries to hit it out of the water, which is insane. So Vandeveld and a number of other stories like that, some of the more fringe sports on this too, um, Olympic sports, figure skating with Surya Bonali, and okay. uh, what it was like being her. Uh, in, at the time of the Olympics, she was uh, one of the only uh, African American. She's not African American; she's French. Um, so wh- whatever, just being a person of color in that sport. Losers is a good series on Netflix. They've done one collection, which w- it says collection one, which would make you think that there's going to be more on the way. And I would say it's very, very good. Um, I know you've watched this before. It's another sports one for me. I don't know if you've watched this past series. You actually originally turned me onto this show years ago. It's All or Nothing on HBO. Have you watched this past year? I did not. This one is who? The this Eagles. The, the Eagles. No, I watched the. I watched Manchester City. Okay. And I might have seen because they the, the they All do they, they expand it out now. It's not just NFL. Yeah, they do Premier League and they do um, the NFL. Yeah, and college football now, I believe. I think yeah. there was a Michigan one last year, but I watched this year's, and here's the thing. If you haven't watched All or Nothing, it's a lot like Hard Knocks. They basically go behind the scenes, give you a lot of raw footage and things like that and meetings and stuff that go on in an NFL facility. But the difference is in All or Nothing, they follow a team for the entire regular season, not training camp, and last year it was the Eagles. And why this was cool this year was the Bills were on the Eagles' schedule. There was actually a week leading up to the Bills and the preparation and watching that game and some of the – stuff that they said during the game and being mic'd and stuff like that. But the other reason I thought this was interesting, Jeremy, is you've watched All or Nothing. We get a lot of meeting room stuff. This one was way less on that, way more on game footage and game sound than I've seen in any of the other All or Nothing series. And I came away with two impressions on this. And 
If people watch it, they can agree or disagree. Number one, Brandon Graham is one hell of a football player. I mean, he is really dialed in. He's very good. But the other one was, I came away with the impression that Carson Wentz is very well respected, but he's not really an alpha male type of leader. And I thought it was kind of forced when he tried to be that way. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, those behind the scenes stuff, like it's always great to see that. You get you get to look like you and I, and I like a lot I like to recommend sports books too. And anytime you get a chance to read, it's one of the reasons I, I just I rave about Bruce Arians because you get a lot of inside his mindset in his book, which is called The QB Whisperer, I think. Mm-hmm. And now he'll be working with Tom Brady. Like, man, it's just um that behind the scenes stuff, I always wonder, you know, teams have to fight that battle about how much they want to give you, knowing that the more they give you, the more you like it, but there's less that they can protect, you know. It's, it can right. be, it can be tough. All right, give um, me another one. All right, another one. Another Netflix one. There are there are two, and we'll see if Molly can help me remember the other one. There's a rock climb, two rock climbing movies. One is called The Dawn Wall, uh, and it is about this climber, two climbers that are free climbing Yosemite's El Capitan, which is the rock face there. It's anyway, it's called The Dawn Wall, and oh, I'm gonna I've, I got to try to find the other one. There, it's not Maru. She yells Maru from the other. It's not called Maru. There's another one. Maybe somebody will text in or something or tweet me about it. But rock climbing, you know, like to see <laughs> – I guess the best way to put it, Sal, is everybody's driven by something, right? You know, like you, everybody finds – hopefully everybody finds there's something that they get out of bed for. And for some people, that thing is the only thing that they live for. And to see some of these people in the rock climbing community that that is everything for whatever reason. From the day they're born, it's just like in their DNA – they just want to climb <laughs> steep-faced rock walls and put their lives on the line in what is a rock climbing community. And to free to climb it free basically is just it's insane. You know, you, no ropes, no anything like that. You're just climbing it on your own, and it's the free solo. Thank you. Right. Free solo free is the solo. other. Free solo. So one is the dawn wall, and one is free solo. And I know what you, you might think. I mean, if I see one, haven't I seen them both? And the answer is no, <laughs> you haven't. They're both about rock climbing. They both feature El Capitan, and they're both tremendous. So that's now. Are you are you into rock climbing? Because I'm not. That's why I probably would not be gravitated to something like that. Oh, not really. I mean, I mean, if you're into nature at all, and if sure. you're into you know what what drives someone, um, they're they're fascinating stories. Okay. Like, you know, a guy that his maybe his girlfriend or something she. Like they live together in his van, and he climbs the wall as much as he can, and she kind of knows, like, yeah, I'm second to rock climbing. I've always known that. Like, it, it's just fascinating to see these guys and what drives them. All right, so I have another one on HBO, Jeremy. I just watched this. Uh, it's only a two-part documentary, and it's it's an easy watch. It's fascinating. Let me tell you, if you tell me if you've heard of it. It's called "I Love You Now Die." No. Okay. This is maybe the best thing I've watched over the last couple of weeks which is, it's called I Love You Now Die, The Commonwealth versus Michelle Carter. Okay. Michelle Carter was a high school student who was in a relationship with another high school student who was 18 years old, a boy. The boy had some depression issues and things like that. She wound, He wound up committing suicide. After he was found, after he committed suicide, they found texts on his phone from her his girlfriend telling him to do it. I did see this. And I forgot what it was called. I did see this. And and it's a it's basically she was then 
arrested and charged. I'm not giving away anything. This is what the series is mm-hmm. about because you can go back and look. This was a, a, a court case that riveted you know, the nation and yeah. on some level, but she was charged with manslaughter because she, through text, basically encouraged him to commit suicide, and he did. And it's very sad, but it's fascinating. And what I really came away with, especially as someone who's a former high school teacher like myself, all right, that... This relationship really was all about what relationships seem to be now that maybe we don't understand between a lot of kids, which is purely online and purely through text. They only saw each other physically maybe three, four times, I believe. Otherwise, their relationship over a couple year period was all online and via text, but they were in love. And this comes down to an ethical versus legal dilemma because in the state of Massachusetts where it happened, there is no actual law in the books that says that this is particularly a manslaughter charge. However, because of reckless behavior possibly contributing to his death, that's what she was charged on. It is fascinating. It is a great show to watch for anyone that has kids growing up today in this online world we live in and how they communicate. Maybe watch it without the kids, though. Correct. Yes, yeah. yes. It's yeah. an adult show. It's yeah, an adult it documentary. But, yeah. but, but I think every parent should watch this documentary. All right. I've it's, got by one. the way, again, it's it's on HBO. It's I Love You, Now Die, The Commonwealth against versus Michelle Carter. We're just recommending things to watch, yes. uh, whether you're doing it through the quarantine, self-isolation, whatever, or not. I'm going to go way off the board here, and I've raved about this show before. We haven't watched it at all during the quarantine because we haven't seen a new season in a while. But you can do you, – you can't find a more delightful way to spend an hour than to watch The Great British Baking Show, Sal. So I'm telling <laughs> you, The Great British Baking Show – is a delight. It's family friendly. Maybe it motivates you to cook or to bake some things. It is. Uh, <laughs> you want to talk about the show that we were most religiously uh, binging or whatever? It would be the Great British Baking Show. It, for a, I mean, the last in the last year, there might have been three, four seasons that we watched. I think there are eight seasons on Netflix, and it's exactly what you think: British people in contests to bake things. And whatever, it's a competition, but, you know, so many of, uh, you know, reality TV is about cutthroat, everybody hates each other, there's got to be mean, you form alliances, and this is just people putting up my baking against yours, and they're friendly, and you might come away wanting to bake. I'm just telling you, it's delightful. All right, I I will. (laughs) If you need something that uh, brings sunshine, and you are any... Any bit, you know, culinarily, is that a word, inclined? Mm-hmm. I can't say enough about it. I love, we love it. You know what's funny is, so you, you say that, it reminds me of a conversation I just had with my wife, which is, I said, I can't believe, and I've realized how much, because Max now, he has his own phone basically just so he can watch videos, right? He watches YouTube. But, and I knew this already, but I didn't realize the extent of it. Kids, and you can ask anybody who has kids, like Max's age, basically, Kids love watching other kids play games. They watch love watching yeah. other kids open toys and just talk about their toys. And I'm like, that's really weird to me. But you know what she said to me? She goes, well, Sal, it's no different than you and I watching cooking shows or right. watching do-it-yourself home projects. We watch other people do things that we want to do. Yep. And I'm like, that's and, amazing the way to think about it. I never thought about it that way. And the cooking show is the hard one because at the end you're thinking, like, I'd, I'd love to taste that. Here are right. you know, eight different blueberry cobblers on a screen, and you just have to ch- trust somebody else saying which one is the best. And at the end of the episode, you're like, yeah, I believe. I mean, that was probably the best one. You know, like, I didn't get to taste them. I have, yeah. I have a family one along the similar regards. We just started now. The season is over, but we just started watching it. Lego Masters. Have you watched Lego Masters? I have not. Are you are you into Legos at all? 
Um, I mean, I was when I was a kid. Okay, well, I really never was when I was a kid. I am now because Max is, and it's amazing, and literally, like, we just made this 582-piece hockey rink last week that we ordered. Uh, he had a, he has a Minecraft Lego set. He loves Legos. The show Lego Masters, my mom said to me, you guys should watch Lego Masters, and I finally did. It is amazing. It is I love it. It's great for the family. That's why I'm recommending it to anybody who wants to watch something with their kids. We have now been watching an episode or two every night. It's a contest. There's teams of Legos. There's 10 teams. I think it's 10. They start with, and it's kind of like any other, like Survivor or whatever. You get voted out. And every week is a new challenge of making certain things with Legos. One is you got to build a, a city block, and then they stop you and say, well, now you have to do this on your city block. And like... The people awesome. who are judging at the end say, this was the winner this week, but here's who the loser was, and you're basically gone, and you're out of the competition. Wow, very cool. It's amazing. What's it's it's on Fox, and it's on demand. Um, the season is over. I don't know who won. Don't tell me. Don't tweet me. Whatever. Uh, we're about halfway through right now, but definitely Max is totally into so, it, and I love watching with him. This is the new show, that right? Is Will Arnett the host? Yes. Okay. He is yeah, the host, and Will Arnett is the voice of Lego Batman. Yeah, right. Okay. All right. I got, I got another one for okay. you. Okay. Um, a series of four-part series on Netflix, The Movies That Made Us. Ooh, that sounds cool. What is that? You've not seen it. Oh, no. man. It's perfect. Um, so there are four episodes, and basically what it is, it's a one-hour episode that goes into how a movie was made, um, the, the the things about it. It's, it's like a documentary about a movie. Here are your four episodes. Dirty Dancing, Home Alone, Ghostbusters, and Die Hard. Oh and, my God! And, and oh our, my God, Jeremy! I've, yes, what I gotta watch this thing. Yes, the movies that made us. It is nostalgia, but also fun facts. Um, the Ghostbusters one is particularly great. Like all the things that they went through and the rewrites and who they originally wanted for the role. Bill Murray they wanted to be Jim Belushi. Is he? Yes, Jim Belushi. Right? Uh-huh. He's the one that, that died, not John Belushi. John, Jim John, Belushi. John Belushi. Well, they both did, but John who, died years ago, nineteen eighty or so. Okay. That one, the one okay. who died very, very young. Okay, okay. so it's it, it's for him because he's friends with Dan Aykroyd. Okay, yes. And the role is originally for him, and it ends up being Bill Murray, and it's just it's fantastic how they made Ghostbusters. It's the movies that made us a full I cannot wait to watch. Where is this on Netflix? That's Netflix. Okay, yeah. I got to watch. Thank you. That's a great recommendation. I'm going to put this on here. Um, okay, so I, I saved this one to last to ask you about. So have you watched Tiger King? Yes. Okay, I have watched Tiger King. Everyone's talking about Tiger King. By now, hopefully you know what Tiger King is about. But is there anything about Tiger King that you say, oh my God, I can't believe this, it was great, or I didn't like this part of it, anything like that? The way I've been saying, the way I've been reviewing Tiger King is that it's like a bad Super Bowl in that <laughs> you're going to want to have seen it so you can know what people are talking about. But it's not, I, I didn't find it to be particularly good so much as it was a cultural event on some level. Like, we all, somewhere along the way, we all just decided, like, all right, fine, let's watch this. We watched it. You know, there's a lot of, oh, wow, these people are nuts. Oh, wow, what's happening now? But, you know, about halfway through, I just thought, like, I don't care about any of these people. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to be done with this. Let's go ahead and kneel out the clock. Let's get this game over with. Yeah, the, you know the thing that's amazing to me? They filmed everything, man. Like, you know, that's yeah. weird to me. Like, if Like, The Office, it's kind of like... The office is this camera crew follows the office around and, you know, they, they talk to it once in a while. That's what they did. They followed these people around, not knowing even that this was all going to happen. The camera crew was following these people's lives around every day. It was like, you know, what is it, uh, Ed TV or something? I don't know, whatever that Jim yeah. Carrey thing was in. But 
that's what's even more fascinating to me. It's not even the craziness that went into this, but all this was documented. All of it. I can't believe it. Yeah. I I I enjoyed Tiger King, but it was also sad in a lot of levels, obviously. And, and there is oh, an sure. extra episode that was just released yesterday oh, really? kind of uh, recapping and talking to some of the members from the show that were a huge part of it and, and kind of getting their reactions to how much of a, a hit it was amongst a lot of people. That's amazing. Um, I got a few suggestions here. David tweeted in, Billions and Succession. He'd be disappointed if neither of us said that. I have not watched either, but I'm not opposed to watching either. Have you watched either? Been meaning to get to Billions for a long time. Uh, we watched season one of Succession. Okay. And are waiting for the – yeah, to, we get distracted. It's bad. The Richard really Jewell did. one. Have you seen the Richard Jewell? I have not seen the Richard Jewell movie, no. Uh, Manhunt was another one that ha- uh, yes. about that. I have not seen that one. Have you? Uh, Manhunt is so. Manhunt. I think Manhunt and Richard, they're, they're two separate ones. Manhunt's about- Manhunt is about the Unabomber. I okay. Think. Yeah. I think it's about the Unabomber and Richard Jewell and um, the guy, Eric, um, what his name was, uh, he he was involved in the shootout too. I think that it's about all those guys. I think Richard Jewell is separate. I did watch before the um, quarantine period, I watched the Aaron Hernandez documentary and it was also yep. really sad and amazing. Yeah. And I recommend that to, uh, to people. The one I told you and Howard about, The Scheme. On HBO is about the, the FBI thing? investigation into, yeah, the college basketball corruption. And it does start off a little slow. You learn about the guy's life and where he came from, but you you need that background to understand who he was and why he was a focal point of this investigation. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. The funny thing about ever talking about this stuff is that time has no beginning and end, really. And by that, I mean, I could recommend a show that's been on, you know, available for streaming for four years and maybe you haven't right. heard of it because it's not like there's this giant press release that, oh, yeah, by the way, have you ever seen Narcos? And sometimes people say no, even though we would have watched it like two, three years ago. Right. So Me too. Yeah, I've not seen I've always wanted to watch Narcos, but uh, I have not tremendous. started it. It's ju- the first two seasons especially are just tremendous. Okay, so all time, all time, give me, and even no, give me your top three series you've ever watched in no particular order, just your top three. You say off the top of my head, I would just say these are the best three. Okay, that like you could binge. Yeah, you, you could, could binge after? like a binge watch. Yeah, they they have been on in the past. They're not on now. Yeah. Not currently running, basically. I mean, I always say Dexter. Dexter is one of my favorite series ever. Um, the first four seasons, at least, it went about seven. I never watched it all the way to completion, and people say I didn't have to bother because it kind of got bad at the end. That'll happen a lot. Um, you know the rewatches. And if you ever want to go back and watch a series because you saw it a long time ago and maybe your boyfriend, husband, wife, girlfriend, whatever, hasn't seen it, I went back, my, my wife and I went back and rewatched Breaking Bad, and that was worth it. You know, I thought, yes. oh, I remember everything. And That's course, on my list for sure. Yeah, like to rewatch it was worth it. We rewatched Game of Thrones on the way up to mm. the season eight, and that was worth a rewatch as well. Oh, boy, best ever. I'll, I'll, I'll give you one that's a little off the – I'm going to take a little bit off that question. One of the best single seasons I've ever seen. There are two shows for this, and after that I just didn't um, – The Man in the High Castle on Amazon, season one, is incredible. Absolutely incredible. And something happened that I decided I don't ever want to watch it again. So <laughs> that's okay. on me. Um, and then Westworld, my, you know. You Westworld like Westworld. Still, I couldn't get I love, into it. I tried. I love season one. Season two I didn't love, and season three I do not care. Well, which is kind of heartbreaking. Imagine if, you know, imagine if the Bills came out and put up a fifty-nine to nothing, just domination in week one, and then by week three, you're like, I hate this team. 
<laughs> no, I totally get it. It's a um, little bit how I feel about that show. I just I just don't care about it anymore. Well, I'm playing the role of Howard now because Brayton's telling me I get to get to break. But here's my uh, here's my few, and I agree with you about Breaking Bad. But The Sopranos is my number one all time. I think I think it's just I gotta go back and rewatch my it. number one all time. The Wire was amazing. There are some seasons yep. better than others, but they all were great, especially season one. And then Jeremy, one that really the, my, maybe my first ever real binge watching, Twenty Four. Oh yeah, Twenty Four. That was a we we caught up season after season like just episode after episode five six episodes a night it was amazing back in yeah. the day incredible so all right buddy you stay safe with the wind and the rain thanks for doing this hopefully we gave people a lot of good content that they can go yeah. and rewatch and maybe you can watch some stuff now after doing this yeah thanks for having me. I'll mention two more real quick ones if yes. you're looking for funnier stuff yes go ahead Fleabag okay and Broad City I like them both Fleabag and Broad City all right thanks Jer modern comedies I would say okay. Ish. All right. All right. Thanks, that is Bill. Jeremy White. No problem. And uh, we'll take a time out. We'll come back. I'll talk about some of these that we touched on. We come back in WGR. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I think this year will tell us whether or not Josh Allen can really put those kind of negative plays behind him. Because if he does, man, they could be really good. And and the thing that's crazy about it is, you know, there's no reason why the Bills can't be the third best team in the AFC behind the Chiefs and the Ravens. And then you get in the playoffs and you never know what happens. We saw what the Titans did last year. But I would say on paper right now, I think the Buffalo Bills are probably the third best team in the AFC. You don't have to tell me, Brayton. I know that's Ross Tucker. I know that voice. Radio.com insider, Ross Tucker. I've been on his show, Home and Home. It's very good. Shameless plug there. But no, they, uh, the sentiment that the Bills could be the third best team in the AFC is not far-fetched or wild. Now, normally, if I'd come out on the radio and said something like that, I would get the usual, Oh, you're such a homer. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, my God, Bills. WGR, home of the Bills, got a guy on there talking about how good they are, how stupid. Uh, No, sorry, this is a national reporter, I should say analyst, not a reporter, host, who is among many who have the same types of feelings about this team. That's how good they can be, judging at the, and looking at the landscape of the AFC, where the Bills might fall, and I agree, once you get to the playoffs, you never know. You never know. Look what happened with the Ravens last year when they got in. After the you know after that season they had, look at the Titans and the run they went on. So it kind of plays into what I gave you for an assignment for bell work to start the day, which was take a piece of paper, 
put two columns, one on the left, one on the right. On the left, put a plus at the top. On the right, put a minus at the top. And on the left column with the pluses, write all of the positive yes reasons why the Bills can or should even win the AFC East this year. On the other side, the negative side, the minuses, write all the no reasons why the Bills can't or shouldn't win the AFC East this year. And I did this earlier today when I was at my house before I came in because I wanted to give you the assignment. So I went through the exercise myself. And what I came up with, here it is. Let me me pull it up. All right. Is basically a whole bunch of question marks on the negative. Not really surefire negatives. And I thought that was interesting for me. The positives we know. They got Stephon Diggs. Brady's out of the division. The Patriots aren't going to be as good without him. We don't think. That could be a question mark, but they shouldn't be, right? Um, We know the Bills have 21 of 22 returning starters. 20 of 22 if you want to maybe say, okay, well, they lost Shaq Lawson, or I should say maybe Jordan Phillips, but Ed Oliver actually played more snaps, but you get the point. Um, So 20 of 22 at worst. They have all these returning coaches and players. That's continuity. Those are facts. We know that. But the question marks, the negatives are more actually, well, are they really negatives or just things we don't know yet? Like, can Josh Allen make another jump? Now, some of you may be firmly entrenched in the Josh Allen stinks, he won't get any better camp, and that's fine. I'm not here to persuade you otherwise if that's your thought, but I think most people would be like me and say, let's see, can he make another jump? Because he made a jump from year one to year two. The other negatives are also question marks, like the schedule. We talk all the time about how much harder the schedule is. You don't know that from a year-to-year basis. It might look like it on paper. You don't know. Teams have injuries. Teams lose players. They have coaching changes. Everything changes from year to year, including the Bills. So you just don't know. I mean, there's that that kind of stuff, you know, you just can't figure on, even though it might look like it and you can kind of think it's going to be a certain way. So we did that today. Then we uh, also, Jeremy White joined me just a little while ago to go over some of the best shows we've watched during the quarantine period or otherwise to give you some things to keep your mind off, some shows, some Stuff to watch to keep your mind off things. Some suggestions rolling in from a lot of you. I appreciate that. I got to watch that, the movies that made us, that he uh, talked about. That sounds awesome to me. Like, that's right up my alley about movies when I was growing up that I was super interested in and still classics to this day. And just enjoying that side of things. I've always enjoyed the technical aspects of movie making, the behind the scenes stuff, what went into making them things like that. Of course, I enjoy the movies themselves, but I've always enjoyed that side of it too. So I'm going to watch that. I told you about the one that I think all parents should watch. And it's called I Love You Now Die. The Commonwealth versus Michelle Carter. Go watch it. It is, to me, a must for anyone with teenage kids or preteens. And a very good lesson for all of us in how their world works as far as relationships and communication, and the pitfalls of that, and what to be aware of and to watch out for. And that's not me yelling at clouds or being on a high horse. I just think it's an eye-opener. And you go, wow, like, yeah, you know people communicate this way. You know that they have relationships online, but to the depth of that compared to actually seeing each other physical, like we know that social media and texting and not seeing each other physically is always has been a thing for a while and it's always kind of growing this big chasm between that and actual physical contact and talking with people versus texting and stuff like that you know we've known that to be the case but you watch this particular documentary 
and this young man who unfortunately committed suicide and the girl who was his girlfriend who actually was texting him and encouraging him to basically do it. Like, you can say, if I say that to you, you're like, that's unbelievable. It's so horrible. She deserves this. She deserves that. Just go watch it. Just go watch it with at least, if I'm not going to say an open mind, um, understanding that there are a lot of tentacles that you don't know yet. And just go watch it. And there's a there's a lot of things to it. There's the, the relationship side and the teenager side. There's also the legal side and the ethical side once you go to court over it because she was arrested. Two-part documentary. I didn't mention Chernobyl. Someone texted me. I did watch Chernobyl. Fascinating. Chernobyl happened when I was a kid. It was one of the first real major like world news types of events in my life. You had the Space Shuttle Challenger. I think the first major, major, major news event I ever remember as a kid, like breaking news on TV, all that, was Ronald Reagan being shot. I think that was it for me. Uh, the the hostages in Iran were one right before that. I do remember them. And uh, Terry Anderson, who was from Batavia, who was one of them. But Reagan being shot was that. And then the Space Shuttle Challenger, Chernobyl, it all happened right around the same time then. I did watch Chernobyl. It's fascinating. It's a, it's a good watch as well. So thanks to anybody who contributed, texted in, or uh, tweeted in on all that. Really good stuff to kind of keep us occupied today. Emery Hunt from Football Game Plan is going to join me at 1. We'll talk more about the NFL draft and the Bills. Uh, we'll take a timeout right here. We'll wrap things up this half hour. We'll get to Emery, and we come back at 1 o'clock on WGR. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So, 
Even though I'm mad at Nate Geary, I'm going to tell you he has a uh, mock draft up at our website. I'm mad at Nate. Why's that? You know, he hosts on Saturdays, right? Mm-hmm. Like last week, two weeks ago, he's like, hey, I got the A-list, like the best people I can get. He's got like all these Bills people on, and he doesn't even ask me to come on a show. I'm like, ouch. I'm not even on the A-list, dude, my own station. Like, what's up with you? What's up with that? Oh, I didn't see the A-plus list. Yeah, whatever. Way to backpedal. And then, then, he tweets out the other day, hey, here's some of the best podcasts I've listened to to keep you occupied. And I don't even make that list. So, but just to show that I am a fair person here who does promote people here at our own radio station, even though even though Nate Geary does not, I am here to tell you that Nate has published a mock draft at WGR550.com. And I haven't looked at it yet, but I have it open. Let me see where he goes. He goes all the way to 54 and the Bills. Ooh. Um, hmm. I don't love it. I don't love it. But I get it. How about that? So go check out Nate's mock for the Bills at 54. He has his round one and round two mock up to 54. And I don't love the selection for the Bills he has, but I get the selection for the Bills. Let's just say it that way. What's he got here? He's got Burrow one, Young two, okay. okay. Uh, When do I see a, oh, wow. Okay, we get down to like, all right, once we get down to, ooh, in the middle, like, I'd say past six or seven, it starts to get a little interesting. Top five or six for Nate is probably about what most people would have, you know, for mocks. So go check that out. When we come back, it's Emery Hunt, football game plan. Two years ago, Emery, I had him on the air, he was all about Lamar Jackson. Best QB in the draft, best QB in the draft, Lamar Jackson. Didn't look so good the first year. He didn't play that much. And then last year he exploded, and I always remembered that. So I said, you know what, Em, let's talk football this year. Let's talk draft, I should say. Let's talk bills. I reached out to him. He's going to join me when we come back here on WGR. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.